Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unaired, the show where we take TV shows canceled with episodes left unaired, review them, and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. I'm Ed, and with me today, I have Brandon from the Film Foil podcast. How's it going, Ed? We've already been talking for about 10 minutes, but I feel like I'm just now meeting you. Yes, that's uh, that's usually my introduction to everybody. I introdu- introduce my <laughs> podcast first. It makes job interviews very awkward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how I introduce myself, just in general. General, meet people at Walmart. Hey, I'm Brandon from that one podcast you probably don't listen to. <laughs> and they're like, just, just give me the Cheerios. I'm checking you out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you very much. I've been working out, been slimming up. <laughs> so uh, we covered this week the failed pilot for Zombieland. Yes, and as I was kind of like doing some research on this, I kind of found out on the IMDb page they asked actually list it as a like a made for TV movie or something. Yeah, which is weird because this was made for a streaming platform. <laughs> yes, well actually uh it was originally pitched for uh some network uh, yep, it, it was uh, originally pitched for CBS. That's what it was. And then, yeah, they dropped it, decided they didn't want to do it, and then Amazon picked it up to see how the pilot would do. And there's a little bit of risk or reward for you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty interesting case, though, because the writers of the movie, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, actually wrote the pilot. Yeah, and, and it, the dialogue actually comes off very much like the movie, uh, and I think think did they also have the same direct the same director or not i don't believe so but i know for um zombieland 2 because they recently announced more details about that because that's still apparently in production they're trying to get the original director back for that yeah and i think the original cast is already on board for that yeah i know um i know what's his face Jesse. Oh, woody harrelson oh woody yep Je- he's Jesse's uh, all the, always the one i can't remember because he looks like the two other guys <laughs> Oh, Mark Zuckerberg and, uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he looks like, um, oh, crap, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, um, I was about to say John Cena. That's not the, that's John, not the person. John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> oh my Michael Sarah. <laughs> yes, John Cena and Scott Pilgrim would be horrible. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so weird. <laughs> and, um, that one guy from Lonely Island. Uh, oh... He's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, Andy Samberg. Yes. Those three look like a Pokemon evolution of each other. I can see that. Like, it starts off with Michael Sarah, goes into Jesse Eisenberg, and then ends with uh, Andy Samberg. Yep. And apparently their mega evolution is John Cena. Yes, John Cena is the mega evolution. (laughs) Only in the uh, Alolan region. Oh my gosh, in Alolan, John Cena. I just imagine, like, (laughs) Fabio hair. (laughs) <laughs> he's got he's got a grass skirt on. <laughs> oh god! Actually, he's in WWE. That is a very possibility. There's an image somewhere of that. Oh, it's entirely possible. They do some <laughs> weird things in WWE. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so one thing I uh, didn't like make the connection of before I like did a little bit of research on this is that the writers for Zombieland are actually the people that wrote Deadpool and Deadpool Two. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's been a while since I've actually done some research on this. But, yeah, they wrote Deadpool, Deadpool 2. uh, There was some other big one. But, yeah, those are, like, the two recent ones. And some of the, like, humor comes across with it. Granted, Deadpool is obviously... I was going to say Deadpool is actually gorier, but Zombieland's pretty gory as well. 
Yeah, they they kind of delve. It's like a little bit over the top for Zombieland. I feel. Mm, Deadpool, yeah. Although Deadpool is that's just kind of what Deadpool's meant to be. Right. It's meant to be like so over the top, self referential. But even Zombieland kind of has that humor because they have those like. Uh, zombie kill the week and the rules and uh uh columbus constantly talking to the audience in kind right. of a narrative it's a very, sense yeah, it's like a very meta show but like also keeps the meta to like a normal level if that makes sense yeah it's the Zombieland com- definitely comes off more as kind of a comedy documentary as opposed to like a uh a character controlling his own story like deadpool does right and like at least Columbus isn't turning to the camera like, did you see that shit? Oh my gosh, that'd, oh, that'd be hilarious, though. I bet <laughs> it would be. <laughs> oh my but, god, could you imagine Woody Harrelson doing that? Oh my gosh, yes, I can, and now that's what I want. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't, although I don't think I want it to like be a straight, like, him talking to us. It's just that he's talking to Columbus, but the camera's just straight on. I yeah, ju- like one of those scenes where, like, he goes like, did you see that? And, like, you think he's talking to the audience, then just cuts to Columbus. He's like... Oh, you talking to me? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, they almost actually do that uh, in the movie uh, when he does the "What do you think, Zombie Kill of the Week?" bit. Yeah, because he does. He looks basically straight uh, right at the camera, but it's the camera's just placed where uh, Columbus is. Yeah, that is true. They kind of do do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what did you think of the cast of this show? I think the. Mm. the cast itself they were trying too hard to be the cast from the movie and it just was not working they came off very awkward see the only one that i feel like that worked for was columbus because he is inherently an awkward character yes but uh i think the one that it was the biggest deterrent is uh Tallahassee so Woody Harrelson's character got recast by some guy I don't know but every time I see him he looks like he should just be that suburban dad that's trying to be cool with the kids <laughs> see I was thinking uh an actual guy from Florida that just goes to a lot of local wrestling matches <laughs> oh my gosh I'm looking at a picture of him now and I can actually see that yes just <laughs> just wearing like blue uh blue tights because you know he's not going to wear the speedo uh it going shirtless and the gut hanging out and exactly he's he's definitely a jobber he's the one that gets just beat up <laughs> and he just comes out on stage with a beer one hand crushes it on his head uh apple pie in the other hand just throws that in his mouth exactly all in one bite like a snake <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> tin and all <laughs> Tin, plastic wrap, and the Walmart sticker it came with. Exactly. That's where the <laughs> nutritions are. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the my actually first note that I had while watching this was, I like the idea of the series, it, but I think it absolutely could have worked had they not tried to, had they either gotten the original cast, or they got this cast, but uh, wrote different characters for them. Right. I think that's like the biggest struggle this show has is the fact that they recast all four of the main characters. And they're trying so hard to like to fit that role and they don't like the the dad does not look like a badass Tallahassee 
a kicking ass since day one type of character and oh the oh what's the little girl's name is that little rock uh, yep little yep. rock little rock uh she i don't know she just came off i don't know what it was but she just something about her just came off on me like she just didn't fit quite right yeah and the biggest like deterrence of this show for me were tallahassee and wichita because they look absolutely nothing like the original actors that's true wichita seems more actually she looks like a friend i had uh that just that i almost said recently but it's actually been a couple years that moved to california uh she she kind of has that california like tanned dark hair look to her and wichita from the movie more this kind of independent I was going to say, like, she probably fits more in a Chicago type, but she's actually from uh, Wichita, obviously. Right. And, of course, it was played by Emma Stone, yep. who is a very pale redhead. <laughs> yep. And, actually, that's the thing about... That's the kind of the bummer about Zombieland happening when it did. It happened... The movie. Uh, it happened right kind of when all these people's... All the main characters' careers were starting to take off. Because after that, Woody Harrelson got into Hunger Games... Uh, Jesse got into uh, the Mark Zuckerberg social network and Emma Stone got into being Emma Stone and <laughs> the other girl I think her real name is Abigail something I think and, it's Abigail Breslin yeah and the only thing I know her from is Scream Queens oh that's right she was in Scream Queens yep so when I, the first time I was watching Scream Queens I her first scene I had like pause it because I could not get out of my head that I knew her from somewhere <laughs> see I had that feeling with um the actress they cast for Wichita on this show because I was like I've seen her in something and then I was embarrassed to find out it was the ABC family show switched at birth which I used to watch <laughs> oh and I've never seen it <laughs> I don't think I've seen these characters from I don't think I've seen any of these characters before see there I think all of these actors are just like side characters like one-offs from yeah. other tv shows like they just did guest appearances yeah and i looked at the the filmography of the dad guy but i can't off the top of my head i can't remember what it is so to imdb we go <laughs> uh tallahassee kurt ward was his name and he looks like a kurt he definitely looks like a kurt kurt or maybe a, a harold or a henry you know what uh, if if he was like uh, an actor around that time, he totally could have been in contention for the dad from Boy Meets World. He looks like that type of character to me. He looks like the dad from Boy Meets World if he was a little bloated. Yeah, kind of Alan in his like later years after he discovers Pi. Oh, he was in. Uh, I just realized he was in Forrest Gump. Was he? Yes. He of course played um Bubba. I don't think so. that if he did that was some very good makeup artist (laughs) have you seen um tropic thunder it was like robert downey jr i did not know that was robert downey jr the first time i watched tropic thunder and it blew my mind (laughs) well it's just like um les grossman i didn't realize that was tom cruise until i saw the credits which one was tom cruise he was the um the producer the guy that um he uh picked up the phone he was just like why don't you step back and literally fuck your own face? <laughs> I vaguely remember, but it's been like a year and a half since I seen Tropic Thunder. I saw it really late. 
And I only saw it the once. He was uh, also heavily in makeup. I think I vaguely remember being surprised like that. But yeah, the Robert Downey Jr. one was the big one for me. Yeah, he's a very good actor. They all are. Yeah. <laughs> they can all get into whatever characters they were going for. Unlike the characters on this show. <laughs> yes. We keep bringing it around to this show. It's like we're meant to be talking about it or something. This show is literally the answer to everything. Except you can never find it. Yeah, this was a very hard show to find. Amazon wanted to bury this, I think. I think they wanted it burned, yeah. Uh, I tried searching for it on YouTube and I only got the one result of somebody putting it in like a letterbox in the bottom right-hand corner. Yep, that's uh, that's how I watched it too. Uh, and I was like, I I need to like watch this like at least full screen, like in somewhat decent definition. So I did some more searching and I actually found it on Daily Motion because that site still exists. And I was like, I I actually want to keep watching this because all in all, if I forget that they're based on the characters from the movie, I kind of enjoy this. So I actually went ahead and downloaded that video, although it's with us. It's uh, in, uh, obviously English, but it has Spanish subtitles to it. So... This is how you learn Spanish. Absolutely. I just, I know a very select, uh, very select words in Spanish and it's everything they say in this. So I know zombie very well. And you know, fuck very well because Tallahassee says it a lot. (laughs) And vagina. There's a counter for that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, the show starts off very bizarrely. Um, it's basically in an office and two, two people are kind of like, one guy's ranting about how shitty his day's been to his coworker, and in the background we just see a bunch of zombie shit happening. This is presumably right when the whole apocalypse is happening. Right. And a sandwich guy comes over and gives them each a sandwich. The guy that's been bitching all day is just like, Ugh, you put pickles on it? I hate pickles. How could this day get any worse? And a zombie jumps through the window and starts eating him. Sandwich guy starts beating the shit out of the zombie, and guess what? Turns out Sandwich guy is Tallahassee. Yep, and the introduction we get to him is just uh, Columbus's character doing the voiceover work, and right as that zombie attacks, he asks if you can guess who survives this, and he the reveal of that being Tallahassee is, well, I bet you would have guessed the Sandwich guy had you known this took place in a the state of Florida in a little town called Tallahassee. Yep. <laughs> Zombieland guitar rift. And then the actual intro, or the um, the logo from the movie. Yep. Which actually still uh, still holds up. I still like that logo. I really do like the logo. And I'm kind of curious if they're going to like keep it and just slap a two on it for the sequel, or if they're going to redesign, uh, do a different concept for it or what. Oh, man, I hope they stick with it. I know. It's such a good logo, especially... It fits the movie so well. It does. <laughs> so um, our first scene... With the whole crew of Wichita, Little Rock, Columbus, and Tallahassee is Tallahassee running from a fireworks store that he just lit on fire. And we get the first little pop-up of, like, Columbus's rules. And it says, uh, keep up with cardio. Yep. It was, uh, I believe that's actually one of the rules from the movie. Yeah, it's the very first rule, cardio. Yep. And there's the fireworks. And they're all like, oh... Something something doesn't seem right. And we get the voiceover from Columbus saying, that's because there's no people ooing and aahing. And then, for some reason, they 
reinforce that by having Little Rock say, there's no people. Yeah, that, it was. this is one of the things where it really struck, like, it was weird that they had the same writers because this seemed a little too over the top, like, not over the top, but in your face for the right, for the same writers to be doing, like, they didn't trust you to get it. Right. It, it's definitely a very pilot type thing. Like most TV shows, the first episode, they bash over the head with this thing. But this is also an established movie, like an established franchise. Right. It's like the people that are, nobody's going to watch this for the first time and not know of the movie. Exactly. You don't really need much exposition for this show. Right. It, all the expositions in the movie, they, and they even reference the movie, uh, uh, what is it? Because they mentioned that Columbus and Wichita used to be together, and this takes place, uh, what do you say, two or three weeks after they got together, so after the events of the of the movie. Yep, uh, they broke up in an Ikea. Yep, which has got to be like the worst place to get broken up with. And he has a, oh, what's the book in his hand? The fathering, like how to be a father for dummies? Right. His logic is, oh, I want to relate more to Little Rock. He's he's so stupid and awkward, and it's he the the actor plays it very well. He does. He is very. He's a bargain bin Jesse Eisenberg. Absolutely. Like this is, uh, yeah, this is discount Jesse Eisenberg. He plays that awkward. He's he knows why he's doing something, but he can't articulate it well, and he because he gets really nervous around people. Right. But this. Getting back to the cast one more time, this this oh this show reminds me of that scene in Spaceballs where they're just like, we've got you, and they turn around and just like, you idiots, you got their stunt doubles. <laughs> this cast feels like the stunt doubles. Oh my gosh, that is... I never put that together, but oh my gosh, that's exactly what this is. They just they just cast their stunt doubles. Exactly. <laughs> I, th- I, I still think Tallahassee's stunt double is a little off. Yeah, he has hair. That's the biggest thing for me, like... He's not wearing the Tallahassee hat. He's not wearing a badass hat. Right. That was because uh, before I uh, went back and rewatched this pilot, I uh, rewatched the movie again because, A, I love that movie. It's my favorite movie. And I remember one of uh, uh, Columbus's lines about Tallahassee is uh, some remark about him wearing a hat. And so when I was watching the pilot, I'm like, where's the hat? That's like a pretty key feature of Tallahassee. Right. Like that's one of his defining characteristics is he has that hat yeah it's a leather jacket uh shotgun and hat preferably snakeskin and a love of twinkies and the twinkies which this show shit all over oh my gosh i i can't even they he ate everything but did he ever bring up a twinkie he didn't not once not once no he he apparently is obsessed with hot pockets i okay i get that because they uh, it seems like they only have been eating Hot Pockets for however long, probably the full two weeks. Uh, and so when they get that, what is it, a poisonberry pie from the one of the people they run into? Yep, that was uh, Regina. Regina! Oh, I love Regina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's like halfway through the movie, so we're going to get back to her. Oh, yeah. So they get into their car after they set off the fireworks, and for some reason... On Star Works. There's a lot of things in this universe that work that really shouldn't. On Star Works, and uh, they get connected to Detroit. Yep. 
it's really weird referencing characters in this because they're all by places. So just remembering like who is what place is a weird concept. There is one funny joke about that though later uh, with uh, Eugene, where he's like Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one. That's that was a pretty that was a pretty good uh, joke to slip in there. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like under the radar goofs. Yeah, it's like Eugene. Oh, that's his real name, Oregon, or not? Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is when we kind of get the essential plot of this series or what was supposed to be the plot of this series is mm. uh detroit says like oh there's actually a place in the uh eastern seaboard that is free of zombies and there's kind of like a settlement there and she's basically telling them where other people are to round them up and bring them along yep and because uh they basically decide after that uh moment at the fireworks stand that they want to kind of like build their group up group up and get some uh people involved in the I think the only person really against it is Wichita. It, just because, uh, what did they always say? What do we always say? People suck. Yep. Yeah, even Little Rock was with it until Wichita brought that up, and she was like, oh, you're right, people suck. Yep. So they still go through with it. They find a man who is cleaning windows for some reason on a skyscraper. <laughs> Two interesting things about this. A, this is another thing in this universe was like, why is this guy working on cleaning windows? Is he that dedicated to his job? And then B, I believe this is also the only guy that is in the original movie. The win- the window cleaning guy is also the uh the guy in the movie that gets killed in the bathroom and is the uh gas station attendant that Wichita and Little Rock uh con money out of interesting i actually did not know that yeah i it is just one of those things that i was like looking it up and i saw one character listed in both movies and so i uh had to research uh it on the amazon series it said window cleaner because uh, we never do we ever learn his name Nah, no nah. he uh he gets bipped a little too quickly yeah but the way he gets bipped is great yep so he's uh so excited to see them and he starts lowering the, what is that, scaffolding? I don't know the word for that thing, but it's the the thing that window washers are always on. He starts lowering it, and he's, like, all excited, like, oh, there's more people. And a zombie jumps through the window and tackles him. Yeah, and they both go flying and land smack dab on a car. And it's a glorious splat. Every, that's the one good thing about this show. The splats are definitely, definitely good. I really, yeah, I like the splats, and I like the... There's a lot of, like, good comedic timing bits in this uh, series, and I think that's one of the reasons I kind of like the idea, and I wish they could have, like, gone a little bit further and just, like, got their own feet and not tried to, like, live in the shadow of the movie. Right, because you're, you're definitely right. There are a lot of good timing bits. A lot of the comedy from this is visual. There's not yeah. a lot in the dialogue that I found very funny. There are a few bits, like the whole Eugene, Oregon yeah, Eugene, Oregon, uh, the uh, Tallahassee saying vagina counter. Right. But other than that, it was mostly visual comedy, which I think for the most part worked. Yeah. And that also kind of, granted the movie, I think the movie was much more cleverly written uh, just because they like we were starting from scratch and weren't picking up from anything. Uh, so that's kind of like a thing they kind of got forced into is like they have to write this cleverly. But 
picking up from the movie and going into uh, uh, a series, yeah, the the writing just seemed very not stale, but just kind of bland compared to the movie. It almost felt as if they hired like someone from Reddit to write an episode of it, like a fan of the series. Yeah, like they went into like a very specific fan writers for Zombieland Reddit thread, and they and they found the one guy that was there. They went on a r slash writing prompts and went. So how about Zombieland? <laughs> Zombieland two weeks after the movie go. <laughs> And then they just stole them, all of them. Yeah. Well, there there was only the one. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very unpopular thread. Actually, no, they had uh, several people writing for it, but they all wrote the same thing. Yeah, it was a weird, weird serendipitous moment. Yeah, it was this weird hive mind that Reddit is famous for. <laughs> so after this, on Star Lady Detroit, who is basically like Oracle from Batman. Yep. And I will say that even though it makes no sense that OnStar works... I do actually like this kind of implementation as kind of a, a a vehicle for the show to kind of get on track. Yeah, it it's a good, like, I don't know the best word for it. You know, like Navi from uh, Legend of Zelda. It's kind of like an instructional type thing. Yeah, it's kind of like the guide of the series. Right. Or kind of like the quest giver, if you will. Right. And that's there is one thing about the two african-american characters i feel like they went a little too stereotyped with them yeah they did and they not even like two different stereotypes they were almost the same character right like you have a very sassy black woman as detroit and then right next we meet uh regina which is a a very sassy black woman that likes to bake (laughs) exactly like she even says there's a line from the series my name's regina it's like vagina with an er (laughs) <laughs> not with an r with an er er Urgina. <laughs> yeah which is named after uh the city in canada yep which actually uh and hey i did not know that <laughs> uh but also on the spanish subtitles uh it did in quotes err <laughs> <laughs> it's like like vagina but with an er <laughs> which i just realized um deadpool they actually make a regina joke too Oh, uh, when Deadpool's yeah, Deadpool's about to kick someone's. Uh, I think he's about to kick Francis's head, and he's like doing a sports commentating like bit where he's like from uh, Regina, the land that the land that sounds like fun or something like that. I just recently rewatched Deadpool. I need to go back and see if I can catch that. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, one of the scenes on the highway where he's got Francis stabbed up. Spoilers, but the movie's like five years old. But yeah, when he uh, stabs Francis into the car and starts kicking the shit out of him, that's when it happens. That was a good scene, though. It is a good scene. Maybe the maybe the writers just like the fact that there's a town called Regina. I mean, how can you not, though? <laughs> maybe in every episode of Zombieland, there'd be a Regina character. Or like, hey, I'm I'm a uh, Titicaca because I live in Lake Titicaca. <laughs> they just find every horribly named city. Yes, it, every. <laughs> I don't think uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and I don't know any. I know there's a town called, like, Midley Seeks, but it's, it's spelled Middlesex, <laughs> which is really the best part. There you go. That could be, like, a goof, like, a Middley Seeks, spelled Middlesex. Yeah. <laughs> or they ju- or it's just on his name tag. Right. <laughs> Middlesex? It's pronounced Midley Seeks. Whatever. Get over here, <laughs> Middlesex. 
And then there's a counter for that. <laughs> yeah. So this is when uh, we meet Regina. She gives them pie and then is almost immediately killed by a zombie. Another splat. Yeah. And all these people kind of get killed in a very... Not the way they get killed isn't comedic, but the fact, like, in this scenario, they're just walking just in front of Regina eating the pie and explaining, like, the perks of being in their group with Columbus's rules and whatnot. And as Tallahassee's talking, a zombie just football tack- tackles her over a bridge and onto the sidewalk below. And they j- they only realize it. it's either because of her screaming or the splat. I think it was the splat. And then Tallahassee's like, God damn it. Yep, like without turning turning around, just god damn it. <laughs> yep. And then we find out there is a rule always bring Ziploc baggies. Yep. Which is a uh, little fun fact because I looked up uh, the Zombieland rules. The, uh, in the original movie, uh, Z- there, and there's actually a deleted scene for this Ziploc bags are going to be rule number two instead of the double tap. That's weird. I feel like double tap is a little more important than Ziploc, but. Which, which is kind of why it may actually probably made the cut. Uh, but I think in the deleted scene, the line is uh, always bring Ziploc bags. Just because this apocalypse doesn't mean moisture has to ruin your day. <laughs> and I can't remember what rule this is. I didn't have on my notes. Yeah, I don't know what rule number it is. I forgot to. It's one of those things where it's like a, a blink and you miss it type of thing. Yeah. But we also find, uh, find out after, uh, sadly, Regina's dead, that Tallahassee and little rock uh kind of blow off steam by uh what do they call it doing an anger lap yep they do uh anger laps which i which is something i might incorporate into my own life because that seems fun that does just like get pissed off and you just go running yeah it's like you just get so mad and you just bolt in any direction don't care where you're going just Just flail your arms yep (laughs) (laughs) just pull a kermit So then they meet up with Eugene and they say, don't come down. Like he's in a big building and he's yep. waving from the window and they say, don't come down. We're coming to you. And it's kind of like this building getting like getting built. So it's just like a construct, like getting constr- midway constructed. Right. And Tallahassee says, we're saving this guy. I don't care if I have to take a bullet. We're not letting this one die. We're the secret service. He's the president. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they start bringing him down and then a construction zombie shows up and he just kind of falls through the floor and they're like, Oh, woo. He didn't die. And then Eugene falls through the floor. Yeah. Right after like Tallahassee, like pats him once on the shoulder and that's just enough weight for the floor to give out. Exactly. This, that was probably one of my favorite bits in this, in this series. (laughs) Yeah. And this is where we get, um, the actor that's playing Tallahassee acting the most like, woody harrelson as tallahassee because he does the whole like like air punching screaming fuck 30 times yeah and makes a reference and he knows uh, little rock's not gonna get it yep because like if you uh who who did he reference uh crap uh i know it too it was somebody that i didn't understand the reference for so i was in little rock's position (laughs) (laughs) uh because it's oh man this is gonna bug the hell out of me can we pause and I'll just rewatch it? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> no, no. It'll be fine. I it, you know it's like it's not an actor, it's a character from some from some TV or movie. Right. And this he also uh makes a Zuckerberg reference, which I thought was kind of tongue in cheek. Oh oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, because this would have been uh, after uh, Social Network. Exactly. I did not put that together. Yeah, that is a little tongue-in-cheek. Uh, screw you, Jesse. <laughs> that would be odd, though, if Jesse Eisenberg was the one that actually stuck around. Yeah, <laughs> and they just left that in. Like they were just about ready to film, and Jesse's like, "Hey, guess what? I'm available. I can do this now." See, like, hold on. That would actually <laughs> that could work though, because they could do a, like a goof, like, "Oh, we actually found glasses for you." And he just puts on glass. He goes, oh, you guys look different. And that could have been like a, like a little meta reference. So um, this is where they get back in the car. So they get directed to the last two residents in L.A. Yes. Uh, oh, was it? But Bubby and. And Pat Pat. Pat Pat. Papa? Papa. Papa. I think we're doing the exact same bit that they did in the show. Yeah, that's basically the bit they do. They all like go through their grandparents' nicknames, and then they start calling like Booby and Poop Poop, is what they call them. <laughs> oh my! Oh, who was it? Uh, Wichita and Little Rocks, like Pat, Pappy and Muffers. Yeah, Muffers, and uh, that w- that was added to the vagina counter was Muffers. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and. I th- I think that's like one of the last lines of narration at the end of this is like, yes, Muffers counts. Yep. <laughs> so we actually get Columbus breaking one of his own rules because he goes up to the bathroom, puts his shotgun down, goes to, well, he goes to wash his hands. He doesn't go to pee, but that's when he gets caught by some zombies. Yep. Beware of bathrooms, even if you're not peeing. Exactly. Which a little break from character. Yeah. It's also... I think the bigger break of character is he sets the gun down in a different room. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I'm like, just take, there's, there's plenty of room in, in that bathroom. Right. It's not a porta potty. Like <laughs> It's like, it was one of those weird things. Like, I don't, I don't know how they missed that or like why they did that is it just broke little things like that kind of broke the series for me. Yeah. So we actually get a very comical fight scene. I did enjoy this fight scene. Yeah, and it was actually it was actually kind of uh, reminiscent from the movie because in the movie when uh, Columbus is getting attacked by his uh, neighbor three hundred four or whatever her name was, uh, when she becomes a zombie, he he gets pinned down in the bathroom and he starts pulling things out to throw at her, and it's all the soft stuff, and we kind of get that same thing. Yeah, that was my favorite part too. Is uh, <laughs> he gets pinned down by a walker. And he just starts pulling the tennis balls off and chucking them at the old dude. Yep. <laughs> and just nothing. But nothing. <laughs> I think what, although I think one of my favorite, uh, not, no, it's not a bit because it's not all that funny in the moment, but he actually gets bit by the grandma. And it was one of those moments like, oh crap, how are they going to resolve this? And she, uh, pulls away and it's just her dentures. Her dentures come out. That, that is some very clever writing i actually really enjoyed that that was that was definitely a good bit and then after the whole fight uh wichita kind of peels them off of columbus yeah and i think she's like peeling out she's having a hard time she's like that that's disgusting ew yep (laughs) (laughs) so they're a little sad that this whole thing went down they talk to detroit one more time and then tallahassee's like she kind of sounds sexy, doesn't she? <laughs> like a like a sexy sister vibe. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Columbus says, "Well, yeah, most people in the telecommunications industry are." I can vouch for that. Same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Not to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I was only in it for like three months. Oh, I, I answer phones overnight. So like, oh, man, I got the headset on and I am doing my sexy voice. <laughs> That's the only voice you have, Ed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is when they decide they're going to make their way to Detroit on their way to the Eastern Seaboard. And I feel like that would have been like the season finale for season one is that them getting to Detroit. That definitely would have been like a good, if this would have been picked up for two seasons, that would have been like the perfect way to end season one and then season two and possibly series finale. We'll get into it. Like them ending up on the Eastern seaboard. Absolutely. Or Canada or Canada, which, you know, zombies can't get cold. Is that not like a prevailing theory? Like just go to Canada to people. Yeah, well, uh, I actually had a, how was it? I don't know. I was going to, I was going to, I watched a video on the walking dead that kind of like talked about this, but I can't remember what it was now. Yeah. My only reference for that is the, um, the very awful, but very amazing resident evil films. Have not seen those. Yeah. You don't want to. They're not good. (laughs) (laughs) I played one resident evil game and that's the extent of my knowledge. Well, you you did your due dil- your due diligence. You're good. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. So yeah, that's um, that's how the series goes. Uh, yep. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick little break and then be right back with our pitches. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Nate. And I'm Tanner. And we are the hosts of Headline Heroes. Every week we take a bizarre, out there article. Germans build underground pipeline for beer. An attempt to create a superhero or villain. The obvious one is that they have a giant robot that runs off of beer. Along the way we discuss powers, design a costume, and of course, struggle with a name. Graham Graham Sam Sam? No, no. Graham Graham (laughs) Sam Sam? No! And inevitably we get off subject and talk about the really important stuff. I did go to Bill Engvall's website and i just want to tell you a couple of things i'm seeing here. please do i wish you would but we always arrive with the super creation we are proud of join headline heroes every tuesday as we try to make reality a little more super so brandon had this show been picked up what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen well there were there were some like key elements in this pilot that i think would have been like a running uh, a running theme like the zombie kill of the week would have definitely been a running thing the uh the tallahassee being obsessed with a word counter type of thing would have been a running theme but i think i think every episode would have revolved around one of the rules like uh oh what was it this episode did i not mark it down nope but it centered around one of the rules. I can't remember which one it was. So I think one of the episodes would have centered around uh, rule number eight, get a kick-ass partner. And I feel like that episode would have gone something where they're on their way to Detroit. Uh, They stop in another city, hopefully to revitalize the Twinkies (laughs) and get, get Tallahassee looking for the Twinkies. I don't know where Twinkies are made, but hopefully it's somewhere in between wherever they're at in Detroit. Uh, and they stop, they try to find Twinkies and Tallahassee uh, trying to be the badass that he is just kind of uh, takes over the killing thing uh, and refusing help from, 
I would specifically want him like want Little Rock to be wanting to help and him keeping keep shooting her down. But by the end of the episode, he gets into a position where he looks like he's gonna uh die, very reminiscent of the movie, and Little Rock comes in and saves the day with I don't know. I want it to be really badass. An RPG would be really cool. Or like a Gatling gun. Oh my gosh, yes. It, not even a mounted one. Like her holding a Gatling gun. Like just shoulder strap. <laughs> like twice her size. <laughs> just like ammo clips. Like, uh, uh, or the ammo belt like draped along the floor like five feet behind her. Right, like just, Rambo style. <laughs> uh, oh, if she could have like both and just go on full Rambo. <laughs> And have her actually dressed as Rambo. She's got like a knife in her teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I should be, it'd be a little more something. (laughs) (laughs) And just mow down zombies and just be the most badass person. And by the, and at the end of that episode, just like the movie, she has a Twinkie for him. See, I like that. I feel like, I feel like he should potentially move on eventually i think second season he should move on to like another hostess brand because he just like finds instead of twinkies he finds like hostess cupcakes he's like oh damn these are delicious oh like he just finds like a new treat he's never heard of right like maybe he's even it's like a candy bar like oh i never had a reese's cup before what if instead of little rock uh finding a twinkie for him she finds another piece of candy he's like it's not as good as twinkie but i'll try it he tries it, and that is what he's now obsessed with. Right. Like, maybe it's like a chocodile or something. Like, it's in the Twinkie family. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, some obscure candies or treats. Uh, Oreo-O's. Oreo. <laughs> they just got brought... Well, not just, but they've been relatively recently brought back. <laughs> like, he just find, And it's not, like, the new ones. It's, like, the 1999 Oreo-O's. Oh, yeah. The... The original Oreo is jacked full of sugar. Oh, yeah. But, man, you'd have, you would have to worry about carrying around milk, though. That's true. Maybe they'd find a cow. <laughs> he learns to milk a cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this episode so much better. That could, that'd, that'd be the following episode. He's obsessed with Oreos, but he needs the milk. So he diverts their trip to find a cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's known for cows? Iowa? Is Iowa cow? I know Wisconsin is cheese, so they got to have some cows up there. And uh, Wisconsin, I think, is on the way to Detroit, so they could totally be going through Wisconsin. There we go. Wait, is Wisconsin almost hitting Michigan? Is it right next to Michigan? I think it's like the neighboring state. So that that would be like the the like penultimate episode right before the season finale. There we go. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, this is us. Showing how little we remember about geography. (laughs) (laughs) I am horrible at geography. I know where Nebraska is. I know all the states that border us. And then I know the West Coast, the big ones on the East Coast, and Texas. Can't forget Florida, the dick of America. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like one of my favorite things from the movie Zombieland was the Bill Murray cameo. Right. So I'm thinking... Big spoilers, by the way. <laughs> big spoilers. Again, movie came out in 2009, I think. So if <laughs> you haven't that, watched it... <laughs> that is one moment in the movie that everyone in the theater... Because uh, uh, me and my friend saw it uh, on the midnight release. 
everyone in the theater just went crazy as soon as they saw the pictures of Bill Murray. <laughs> it's definitely by far like my favorite part of that movie. Uh, it it's so good, and especially if you it's your first time seeing it and you don't know that cameos in there. The fact that they kept it so under wraps that nobody knew about it. Right, because like I didn't see it in theaters. I saw this on DVD, and the fact that I didn't know about that like a year or two after it came out on DVD. <laughs> Man, that was such a good reveal. Uh, it was... I Zombieland is my favorite movie, and there's so many reasons why that is one of them. So, I'm thinking, to tie this into a segment that I do on the show, The Tooch is Loose, <laughs> we're gonna get Stanley Tucci up in this bitch. <laughs> so, I'm thinking, you know, Hunger Games is basically about survival. So, there's an episode where they're kind of like, just roaming along... And all of a sudden they step on the ground just like, oh, I heard somebody say ow when I stepped on it. They look down. It's Josh Hutcherson from Hunger Games. Plays PETA. And he's like taking up the whole face painting thing that he did in the movie to hide. Mm. Yeah. So they're, they all kind of like, it's just going to be him and Tucci. We can't afford Jennifer Lawrence. His name is on show. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> so that's kind of Josh Hutcherson's way of surviving. And in the movie, Bill Murray just kind of paints his face like a zombie and just kind of walks around zombie-like. Little licorice for the ladies. Yeah. So Stanley Tucci kind of tying in with the Hunger Games, what he's learned from that. Everybody loves a good love triangle. So Stanley Tucci has a love triangle going on with some of the zombies, and they are loving it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's where we get into Rural 69. Don't have sex with a zombie. <laughs> As far as I know, he's only, like, up in the 30s. He just skips straight to 69 for that rule. Oh, yeah. He uh he had to. You can't not have that number not be that rule. And that needs to be the closing joke on that episode. Exactly. Stanley Tucci's just like, I don't feel so good. And he starts turning into a zombie. That's when we find out, you know, he started falling for one of these zombies. Can he have, like, an alien-esque zombie baby burst out of his stomach? Oh my god, a zombie, like in um, Zombie. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Again, spoilers for Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> well, just we're just going to spoil anything related to zombies. Yep, every zombie movie, Shaun of the Dead. They're zombies. Surprise. <laughs> I did not know that. I haven't oh. seen Shaun of the Dead. Oh, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to handle this information. <laughs> have you actually not seen uh, Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, I have not actually. Like I'm fully aw- I'm fully aware there are zombies and obviously. Oh, you need that's you like zombie land, you're going to like Shaun of the Dead. I am at, uh just uh when uh after I saw Zombie Land, I went and every now and then I go and just like look up things about Zombie Land and that's the one thing I uh always hear is that it's like uh cuz didn't Shaun of the Dead come out just before just after Zombie Land? Uh no, it was um 2004, I think. I just watched it the other day. Uh, Shaun of the Dead was, and when was the Zombieland movie? I believe two thousand nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah, I think there was some other comedy horror uh, type movie that came out shortly after that, after Zombieland, because it did have a record in that specific genre until something just shortly after beat it. Right. I think um, what was it? Warm Bodies, that like rom com about a zombie. Uh, could have been. I felt like it did have dead in the name, though. Might have been Juan of the Dead. I know they made that. Oh, well. Uh, I'm oh, not well. going to look that one up. <laughs> but yeah, 
what other episodes do you think we would have seen? Uh, well, I wrote down two other uh, rules, but I haven't come up. I have a. I didn't write down any like uh, episode concepts for them, so maybe we can kind of come up with something like that. So rule twenty five is shoot first. Okay, shoot first. And I feel like there could be a double meaning there of, uh, like not hesitating shooting a zombie, but then also something about like shoot first, as in uh, Columbus being the one to take the initiative with Wichita and hopefully not shooting first when he takes that initiative thank you (laughs) I'll see my way out (laughs) golf golf clap (laughs) but yeah I definitely could see that like that could be like a relationship drama episode and maybe Mm -hmm. Tallahassee could be oh maybe that's when they meet Detroit like that could be Tallahassee kind of hesitating like maybe I should go for it maybe I don't what if Detroit becomes a zombie? Oh, no. What if it's a two-part season finale and Tallahassee develops like a relationship with Detroit, she becomes a zombie, and he hesitates? And then maybe like the end of the first part, we like she's revealed that she got bit, but she doesn't want to say anything. Right, it's just revealed to the audience. And then like part two is like he's telling her, but he's like got his back turned to her as she's turning into a zombie. So he's saying all this stuff as she's like convulsing on the ground, starts eating like a seagull or something. <laughs> Detroit, known for their seagulls. Obviously. <laughs> delicious, delicious Detroit seagulls. <laughs> That's some high class shit right there. Oh, yeah. Throw some ketchup on it. Good shit. <laughs> Detroit ketchup. Specifically Detroit. <laughs> made. <laughs> made with motor oil. <laughs> made by Buick. That's the extent of my car knowledge. Yeah. Detroit's known for cars and there's motor oil involved. Eminem is from Detroit. Oh, maybe Eminem could be there. Oh! Oh, Eminem the rapper. I thought you meant the candy. He could be eating Eminem's. Well, I was thinking, what if Tallahassee never had Eminem's before? I was about to say that could be Tallahassee's new treat. (laughs) (laughs) Where were Eminem's? Where did Eminem? I'm totally Googling this. Start. Tacoma, Washington. Eh, so it's probably way out of the way for them. I mean, that could be. Oh, I know. I was thinking Wisconsin and Washington. Those are not the same state. Nope. Very close. They both start with a W. That is true. And that's where the similarities end. That's. Yep. <laughs> they have vowels. <laughs> they have vowels. What is Wyoming? Wyoming is Y W Y, I think. Yep. Mm. This is off topic, but I uh, have a friend that thought Wyoming, she actually thought this, was actually Wyoming. What? There's, there's a woman who has been to college. She's graduated college. And she still thought this? And she thought that the state was Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> Green, Green Bay, Wyoming. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what was the other rule you had? Uh, rule 22, opportunity knocks. So maybe this could be like... That, an episode of them kind of looting places because we don't really get that much. We get that in the movie of them like kind of looting the grocery store for supplies, yeah. looting the grocery store, uh, looting the that one place where Tallahassee gets all the guns and he screams, "I love rednecks!" <laughs> so maybe it could be kind of something like that where either they find someone or something that they weren't expecting because they didn't knock, 
Like they they didn't check the surroundings properly. I'm seeing if there's a town name opportunity, and an opportunity could totally be a character. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, now I'm just seeing like a lot of job opportunities. Don't need jobs in Zombie Land. The only job you need is zombie killing. Exactly. And that's a 24-hour <laughs> job. <laughs> Hold on. There's a Middle Floss article, funniest town names, all 50 states. Uh, Alabama. Apparently there's a Screamer, Alabama. <laughs> there, There's a Un-Alaska, Alaska. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why, Arizona. Smackover, Arkansas. <laughs> Rough and ready, California. Oh, my God. That's an actual name of a city. Yes. Yes, the picture that they have looks like it's like an old like mine town or something. But yeah, you, rough and ready California. There's gotta be a character rough and ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rough and ready. And then Tallahassee, <laughs> Tallahassee's like, damn, wish that was my name. <laughs> he's just a more he's more badass than Tallahassee. And he's just Tallahassee's just jealous the entire time. <laughs> and then the first time rough and ready, uh comes across a zombie and he doesn't have his trusty whatever gun he uses. He runs away screaming like a girl and Tallahassee grabs the nearest garbage can and just beats that zombie to death. Right. Kind of like he did in the uh, pilot where he just uses sandwich cart to beat the shit out of a zombie. Yeah. We'll just take anything. I feel like the way this series could end is maybe they find, well, obviously they're going to end up on the Eastern seaboard. They mm-hmm. get this new family and I feel like it could have like a either very meta ending or just kind of like a and that's just another day in zombie land panning up type thing. But I feel like they could have like maybe a cure and there's like a post credit scene where Woody Harrelson or not Woody Harrelson, uh, the actor that plays Tallahassee is meeting with like a Hollywood executive like and I want Woody Harrelson to play me. Like <gasps> kind of like pitching the whole thing as a zombie land movie TV show. Yes, I love that so much now. And that would totally explain why they recast, like, they kept the characters but recast them. Right. Like, a little bit of a way around it. I was totally going to say, I don't see how this series could, like, end. But I think you just nailed it right on the head. Nailed the zombie right on the head. Yep, that's how you kill him. (laughs) Bug Tussle Kentucky. (laughs) Burnt Porcupine, Maine. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Hell, Michigan. I actually knew that one. That'd I mean, a Mich- good place for an episode. I mean, that. I mean, Detroit is basically hell. They're both in Michigan. That's true. How far is Hell, Michigan from Detroit? <laughs> this episode is just going to be us Googling town names. Yeah, and like MapQuest. <laughs> uh, Michigan, Detroit... Uh, hour and three minutes, not bad. Yeah, they could they could go to hell for an episode. <laughs> Zombie land in hell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's uh that's gonna do it for Zombie Land. Brandon, if people want to find more of you and your very funny podcast, where can they find you? Uh, they can find specifically me on Twitter and Instagram at Brando V two. Uh, and if you like the sound of my voice and want to hear me talk about movies i know nothing about 
you can join me and my co-host Tyler on uh, the Film Foil podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at Film Foil Podcast, and we also have a Facebook group, uh, and we also have a website, filmfoilpodcast.com. Yes, definitely check it out. And Brandon, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been about a month. Yeah, uh, a lot of scheduling. I am the king of scheduling issues. <laughs> Cause, uh uh, when we started talking about like possibly doing this, uh, it was I think we were going to record it June sixteenth, mm-hmm. and the reason I remember that is when I was watching the uh, the pilot. Uh, they it starts off on June seventeenth because that's the day Tallahassee thinks is George Washington's birthday, which is why he's blowing up fireworks. I forgot about that goof. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, if like if we recorded on like the 16th, I'm like, oh, that'd be like a great thing to uh, bring up. <laughs> yeah. Lovely ladies, New Jersey. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Love ladies, New Jersey. Oh, I like lovely ladies better. <laughs> so I do. So do I. It's all one word though. So it's love ladies. That could have been a goof too. Like Can- candy kitchen, New Mexico. Candy kitchen, New Mexico. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> Never sink New York. Why not North Carolina? <laughs> that's a great place to end. That's a great place to end the season. Why? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why do we want to start here? Why not North Carolina? <laughs> God, all I can think of is Zoidberg now. <laughs> what? Yeah. I can't. I can't do a Zoidberg. Why not, why not Zoidberg? Zoidberg? I just sound like I'm having a stroke when I do it. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um check out all of our social media stuff at honored podcast on pretty much everything facebook twitter all that fun jazz um subscribe rate us in itunes and rate film foil too give them five stars um but yeah uh thanks for listening and just remember some things are better left unaired bye intercourse pennsylvania jesus christ My name is Toby, and I'm the host of the Secret Transmission Podcast. We are a show that discusses the paranormal, conspiracies, the supernatural, UFOs, cryptozoology, and anything else weird. Our show is transmitted to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. You can also follow us on Twitter for updates, at Secret Transpod. So get ready to put on your tinfoil hats and come learn with us as we try to explain the unexplainable. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.